0: Hi, I'm Brett with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at CraftBeerCons, send a Fred request on tap, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett.
1: I'm Tyler. And I'm Chris. And along with us today is producer Devin.
0: Hi, so again. in today's episode, yes, hi, hello Devin, how's it going over there? Uh, in today's
2: episode, we will be reviewing Grain and Grip Beer Co. out of Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, and you guessed it, we're going to be doing two beers, much like we've done pretty well every episode, except for I believe it was episode two, Yeah, we did four. So we're going to be trying two different beers today. One is called the Double Palms, which is a double IPA with lactose, pineapple, and mango. And then the second one is Night Owl, which is a sour cherry stout.
1: Wow, those both sound awesome, and we've never done a sour stout, so that should be interesting for sure. And then to to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our favorite meals to cook, as well as our favorite places to order takeout.
2: Nice. So look forward to that. But before we get there, I want to just put out a special happy birthday to Chris.
1: Uh, Oh, wow. I'm I'm blushing.
2: (laughs) Chris, can we put in some audio like happy birthday to you? we'll We'll put something in right here and we'll leave it blank and we'll be right back with the Brewery Talk. Happy birthday! Right, And we're back after those birthday celebrations. Oh, talking-
1: <laughs> <We're> talking- <laughs> I'm tired out after those. <laughs> oh,
2: so, so many celebrations. So we're, we're talking about Grain and Grit, which is located in Hamilton, Ontario at 11 Ewen Road. Uh, the building actually was an old mechanic shop and it was bought mm-hmm. in December of 2016. And then the brewery itself uh, opened up in October of 2017, so um, less than a year later. And, I mean, you get that old mechanic shop kind of vibe when you look at it.
1: Yeah, and you get, like, the classic garage door, right? Yeah, That's that's a staple in in a lot of craft breweries, right? Um, And and so the brewery itself was actually born out of the owner's uh, love of beers. So the owners are Joe and Lindsay. Um, and, And so basically on their trips to breweries, they would always kind of take a look at the, the beers um, and then one day picture what their brewery would look like and kind of take all the good things that they liked about the different breweries and say, nice. okay, we want to put this into our brewery.
0: Yes. For sure. And so actually, one night, uh, Lindsay was making some homemade kombucha. I think kombucha? Kombucha? I actually don't even know if I freaking say the K- word. But anyway, thank you. <laughs> uh, there you go. And so, she, so she was making fun of uh, Joe for stating that she was brewing something. And he yeah. was pretty much like, you know what, I'm doing it. We're gonna open a brewery. So Joe wow. actually decided to leave his career as a mechanical engineer. And Lindsay nice. left her career as a designer slash art director. Uh, so apparently a perfect marriage of skills, if you will, to uh, yeah. open uh, grain and grit. That's impressive. So turn, I mean, right.
1: Yeah. And, and that's a, a crazy like leap of faith, right. To Absolutely. just kind of from go from home brewing and just be like, let's open up our own brewery. You see Sometimes that with a lot of take breweries. Risks. Take, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. They're taking a lot of jumps, right? So they yeah. actually uh, connected with the guy named Alex, who's now their head brewer. Uh, he moved back from Germany in 2017 and he is actually working in the wine industry
2: but always wanted to brew beer. So, so far, it seems like it's worked out, I think. That's a good switch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would switch over as well. So, I mean, we, we appreciate that.
1: And to get a brewer from Germany, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Like, beer yeah. is, is you know, basically comes from Germany. Uh, so, th- yeah, I think that's awesome.
2: Germany's know a little thing or two, right? Oh yeah, but, oh, yeah. But here's the thing that I don't understand is that Alex was in Germany but was doing wine, which is, which is <laughs> something you would normally get. Right. Like, so right. Uh, it, it is weird how it worked out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But diamond in the, diamond in the diamond rough. The rough. Yeah, absolutely. Now the thing is, is, um, I've, I've been before, uh, Aren't I, you we lucky? Were, we, yeah, I was very lucky. Uh, but that was a couple, couple years back actually. So, um, probably not too, too long after they opened. Um, yeah. but,
1: and I believe you were there with our producer, Devin, were you not?
2: Yeah, Devin, myself, we were there for a friend's birthday, and uh, God, I, I miss those days. Yeah, it's not uh, a
1: time we
0: go to some somebody's like place and actually hang out with them and like
2: yeah. drink. This it's nice to, it, it's nice to see the evolution of the brewery, though, even in the last couple of years. Um, Devin's gone, I think, twice uh, as well, and so you see from what they started with to what they have now, um, and they've really come a long way with it, which was nice, right? So.
1: Yeah. And I will say we were planning to go there as a group at the end of January. And unfortunately, because of the lockdown, we weren't able to go there and meet with Alex and Lindsay and Joe. Um, But Brett, you and I spoke with Lindsay uh, over Google Meet. So we were able to kind of obviously not see the brewery, but get a lot of inside information from her through that.
0: Absolutely. So in terms of Green and Grit, they are a small batch brewery. All right. So they're making a lot of one offs with some different variations. Uh, so, for the most part, they have low ABVs, but big, bold flavors. So, some examples mm. of the beers that they've had include the Berry Good, Invisible Friend, and one of their quickest sellers, which is the Seasonal Winter White Stout, which is actually made with actual candy canes involved in that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Lindsay said <laughs>
1: that went in, like, three weeks this year or something. Oh, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. gone instantly, it, for eh? sure. That's,
2: Absolutely. That's, impre- that's impressive. And then yeah, so, so, they
1: uh, – I was sorry, just going to say sh- – it,
2: yeah, I was just, just going to say with the, the name of uh, the brewery, right? You guys got yeah. some insider information on that. So do you want to explain that, Chris?
1: Yeah. So basically, Lindsay said, obviously, it when you're opening up a brewery, any business really, but brewery especially, it takes a lot of grit and determination in order to see the project. And also, it takes a lot of grain to make beer. Um, so grain and grit just kind of seemed like a, a perfect name for the brewery absolutely
0: and they also want to be a community brewery right so they're supporting local restaurants with pop-ups uh the craft beer shops which has become a thing in the past year obviously due to covid uh they don't have any plans to head to the lcbo or beer stores they want to keep everything uh pretty local to them and in the community as well wow
1: yeah and and to that point they because if they were in the lcbo or the beer store they need to have basically um like they're a staple beer all year round and they've right. that's kind of not what they do right they're always releasing different things now they may release the same beer every year but they don't have it year round so and that's kind of how they want to keep it
2: right and so one of the points that you guys mentioned out when we kind of talked offline about this was when covid19 hit right Lindsay and joe they were actually away And uh, I mean, we're kind of rolling it back into the name of the, uh, the brew with the grit portion. They thought, well, heck we might have to kind of close this puppy up and uh, pack her in. But um, due to them being an essential business, they again showed grit, showed that kind of um, willpower to, to pivot and change things. And so now they're doing a lot of that kind of e-commerce kind of website stuff and and selling it um, obviously directly from the brewery. And again, it's got to be tough because they're not in the LCBOs. They're not doing that beer store. They don't have that staple beer, but that's mm-hmm. kind of their image, right? Is they they have the variety. Um, so I think it, it's nice to see that kind of uh, um, difference between them and other breweries.
0: Correct, correct. And I think like obviously once everything opens back up, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a brew that people draw to, right? I mean, they also have fair weather down the street from them, so that's a big mm-hmm. uh, big hitch there too. So you can hit two breweries in one fell swoop. Uh and actually their their patio before COVID in twenty nineteen really only had four tables. Then COVID with the licensing laws and everything, actually their patio was able to have over a hundred people uh last summer, which is a Big big change for them for sure.
1: Yeah, they did like what a lot of breweries did where they basically took over their parking lot with patios, tables, because why not? Right. So (laughs) yeah, that that was awesome. And then one thing they've begin begun to offer, I think just in 2021 is memberships so this is really a cool concept so they have both local and long distance memberships and basically right. it includes um, special discounts on beer access to some recipes which is kind of cool if you're a home brewer um, nice. and then you know a certain percentage off of certain certain beers and purchases and everything like that so you know if you really are are interested in them get one of their memberships and you're set. And I think they offer in different increments, like three months, six months, 12 exactly. months, things like that. Yeah.
2: And I saw, I think, somebody on our Untapped, I believe it was, or was it Instagram? Somebody, one of Instagram. our friends, fall- was Instagram, fall- yes. followers, they mentioned that the, about the membership for Grant and Grit too. Mm-hmm. So um, it's nice to see some of our followers as well as their their consumers, right? So uh, I'm sure that person's going to be looking forward to this episode. Exactly.
0: And they were actually drinking, a, they had mentioned that they were drinking a Double Palms, which is uh, be nice to actually get into that oh. in a little bit as well i know yep. chris chris doesn't know that he's not connected to the whole social media aspect of no that
1: yeah. i'm
0: hands <laughs> but, off on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> which is some i think for us is probably a good thing anyway <laughs> <laughs> in terms of what grain and grit also has to offer they also have uh, some trivia nights which obviously you see a lot of breweries doing virtually uh currently um so you can actually get bonus points for drinking grain and grit beers along with if you win I uh, can get some discounts uh, for some online codes on the uh, nice. website as well.
2: Nice. So I think we've kind of talked about that perfect marriage right between uh, Lindsay and Joe and and how that kind of works with uh, their skill set. And when you look at the simplicity of their logo, their design and what they have inside the brewery, it it's beautiful. Like it is an actual beautiful brewery. Um, it's very clean. It's very simple. Um, again, we I haven't been there in a little bit, just going through some of the pictures. Um, their website follows that same kind of design into their website um, it's easy to follow along. Obviously, you want the simple uh, process for the consumer, right? And they've taken that into consideration. Um, but yeah, they've they've got different kinds of um, products on there. When you're talking about jams, cold brews, and they've they've partnered with again, going back to the roots, back to the community. Um, so you see that kind of throughout their whole brewery. That's simplistic, community based. Um, business so kudos to them
0: absolutely and uh, green and grit is open 12 to 6 wednesday to sunday they obviously provide free locals delivery in hamilton dundas ancaster and the shipping cost anywhere in ontario is based on the amount of beers that you actually buy it's not really a flat rate just an fyi Mm.
1: yeah so definitely if you're interested get into that we're going to link all of their information on our social media not Chris yeah. though, not Chris. Chris no, is not going to do that. <laughs> He will not be
2: doing it. But with that being said, I think it's time that we should get uh, around a crack in the first one.
0: So again, uh, thanks to Lindsay at Grain and Grip for supplying us with the uh, beers in today's episode. Hopefully, all four of us as a group can get down there uh, to the brewery soon enough. Yes, uh, the first sure. beer. The first beer that we're going to have today is the uh, Double Palms Double New England IPA. Just an FYI Mm. to Chris who thought maybe the original one wasn't. Uh, Anyway, it has a 9.5 ABV, and the IBU is actually unspecified. However, this is a double version of their uh, In the Palms uh, regular IPA, which has a 90 IBU. So the math adds up. This one has to have 180
2: IBUs.
1: Yes, has to. That's exactly I don't know. how that works. I don't,
2: right? Yeah, because I don't think that's how that works. But you might be seeing you might be seeing <laughs> double quick ma- because it's quick mental you, math. You have a couple of these at nine point five. You you will definitely be seeing double, and your math might be double at that point too.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So this beer is described as being super juicy, and it drinks like a tropical fruit cocktail. Okay, uh, it's okay. brewed with lactose, pineapple, and mango. It is literally the perfect lockdown beer because it will transport you to the tropics.
2: That's such a beautiful picture you paint. Oh, thank you. A man with his words, and I love it. Anyways, so (laughs) (laughs) uh, you can follow us on Untapped, at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Uh, Throw us a friend request on there, and we'll we'll follow you back. Um, And uh, when we look at the Double Palms, it is a 3.9 bottle caps out of 5. There's only been a total of 95 check-ins, so not a whole lot of check-ins. And uh yeah. we're gonna we're gonna add a couple more here though.
0: Absolutely. Good rating, and again, though. And again, yeah. the, the limited amount of check-ins comes from being all one offs right? So yeah. it's the all first right. time that they've made a double IPA, which is why it's a little bit lower than what you would normally normally see.
2: For sure. All right. Let's uh grab our beers, grab our glasses, and let's open her up.
0: And just as we're going through here, um, our producer, Devin, because he's a lucky, lucky man, he actually went to uh, Green and Grit during uh, the summertime last year and was able to pick up some uh, Green and Grit beers, including the original In the Palms. And he rated it a four out of five. So let's see if this one uh, measures up to measures the up. Uh, original one. All right. Yeah.
1: And, and see, this see is, as comparable. we mentioned, yeah. Yeah. As we mentioned, this is a New England IPA, a double IPA. So we're drinking it out of a double IPA glass. The glass is twice as thick as a regular IPA glass. So make sure to it use your proper glassware.
0: I'm glad we're not drinking this out of a, a big gulp from 7-Eleven like our last producer special. <laughs> you
1: like the Slurp, yeah. I,
2: I, I just <laughs> hope that nobody actually believes that there's a double IPA glass out there. <laughs>
1: I was like, hoping you wouldn't say anything and then see no, if people would no. be like, oh, I need to get my our, hands on a double IPA glass. <laughs> our
2: credibility would be absolutely shot. And the only thing <laughs> I can think of is like my dad's glasses from the 80s that were just like the pop <laughs> bottle-like oh, thickness, yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> Anyways, oh, let's talk is. about
2: this beer, not my dad's glasses. Uh, no.
1: Well, yeah, I, I feel as though so people want
2: to listen more to about the beer than your dad's glasses. Anyway,
1: uh, as chris said you, li- you like the smell of the beer so far chris? oh it's it smells great i mean definitely smells tropical
0: it smells like i'm in cuba already
1: <laughs> and it's got the color like a nice mango color so i was gonna say it,
2: it look it looks good it's a be- beautiful looking beer it looks like orange juice almost yeah like seriously
1: it kind of really like does.
2: that uh like um like a, a fruit blend kind of like a pine, like the pineapple, the mango, like the orange juice, kind of what you get out of those like oasis containers. Mm-hmm. that's what this puppy yes. looks like. Good head retention on it, sticking around does not oasis be a,
0: do does oasis juices have a good head retention on them or no
2: i don't i I <laughs> no? don't okay. know I just I drink it out of the big juice box, it's a juice box for adults. <laughs> <laughs> it's true
0: uh the one thing to note is that these aren't purees in these beers these are the actual fruits themselves just an fyi Ooh, so we have actual commitment. mango actual pineapple uh and then obviously with the lactose thrown in to uh mix it all about
1: yeah and uh, producer <laughs> devin is coming through telling us that it smells like he's on a cruise yeah uh, producer
0: devin likes his cruises uh, Is the he one 80? thing
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> might be the, the
0: one thing he doesn't like though was his 24 hour layovers like he had last time he was yeah. on a cruise
2: i think the issue though <laughs> is again with the the 9.5 he might have his sea legs after a couple of these things right so he'll just be seeing double and he'll be walking uh all over the place but do you guys want to start getting into it because i'm looking at this yeah, thing and i'm thinking
1: let's do cocktail, it yo. let's do cheers it here
2: cheers
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. That's thick for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely okay. thick from the lactose and lots of pineapple what? flavor. And then, like, there is bitterness, but it's pretty yeah. mellowed out. Um, I so, I don't, be, I don't know if it quarters. hits that 90 IBU, but right.
0: I'm getting a lot of bitterness on the back end here. Like, it almost kind of like a lingering aftertaste where it just kind of stays there. It could potentially mm-hmm. be from the pineapple. Uh, I don't know, but
2: in terms of well, that, and that's yeah, what I was just thinking too.
0: This is a beer that will be a sipper. You're not going to be chugging this one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting the same What'd sort of thing, kind of with that 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 bitterness kind of in the back end, but I, it's the pineapple is coming through strong yeah. at the beginning and I, it does linger yeah. around yes. and it's, it's nice. I, I like it. And again, we're talking about nine point five percent. So I don't know. Is anybody else kind of getting a little bit of that kind of alcohol punch at the beginning, and then again, it yes. kind of is subdued, yes. right? Like yeah. it, it mellows itself out. That's a nice, I'm kind of glad nice that beer. we
0: we I'm, I'm glad that we did this first and not the uh, sour cherry stout. Um, mm-hmm. Just I think this one would hit maybe a little bit harder well, on the second one. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned first, that. But-
2: I'm glad you mentioned that, Brett, because maybe there'll be a producer special in the future about what beers to drink when, right? Because when you get a flight, I think we might look at that if we do yes. a flight special. So I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. We'll leave that in the producer's hands. But I think that is important to say that if given these two beers, yeah, you drink this one first and then you go to the Stout and pour it back straight. So yeah, I, I agree. You always go lighter to darker no matter what the ABV is on it.
0: Anyway. I'll leave that up to uh, producer Devin, yeah, you're or another content. producer that we pick that we pick out of random. Who the hell knows, right?
1: Whoever the lucky producer sure. is that week. Exactly.
0: Yeah, we're we'll accepting see. we're accepting applications. You know, twenty four seven.
1: Yeah.
2: So if you want
0: to be a so producer, let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah, let us know. We we'll take guest producers. We'll see what we can figure out. You know, do a little exactly. joint venture. Um, really, every producer is a guest. Yes, that is true. True um the top five flavor profiles so i don't know we've been doing this a little bit different every time just guess it depends if brett wants to say something but uh we've gone through (laughs) we've gone one through five and then he comments on each one it's been very different so um all right let's go through this here we're going to do the number one so pineapple
1: yes i think we're all in agreement there yeah totally agree with that and producer devin is in agreement there too
2: Right, so thick as a flavor profile. I was looking for thick in the last uh, episode there. So, you were. Uh, doesn't have yeah. a couple C's on it, but it's one to answer the K. Uh, we've, got, we've got strong is number three. Four is smooth. Four is smooth. And then five is pine. So uh, Devin did make a comment that uh, the aftertaste a little bit. I'm not getting a whole lot of pininess, but that might just be because it's the bitterness that I'm getting more so.
1: Yeah, God, I, I think comments? the I think the pine is kind of giving it that bitterness. Um, that's kind of the way I, I I get it. But okay. I, I agree yep. that it's probably the fifth um, fifth one. I agree.
0: Mm-hmm. Is anybody getting mango out of this?
1: No, not really. Not a whole lot.
0: No, I get it. I get, get it more lot. kind of in the mid, in the middle. So I get pineapple and booze off the hop, and then mango in the middle, and then it kind of ends with that bitterness. Mm. Wow, interesting that's a fruit salad. So literally a fruit. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Brett, do you have anything you want to <laughs> say about the old Canarooski? Yeah, I guess that's my uh, tagline, eh? Uh, just oh, it's so you know, the, it's your, it's my, shtick. Shtick. <laughs> my shtick, my yeah. shtick,
0: uh, the can <laughs> has actually um, two leaves, two green, and then a black leaf in the middle of two silhouette people. It almost two looks like it could be...
2: Yeah. Nope, okay.
0: The funny thing is, if that you... Yeah, no, nothing, not at all. <laughs> if you were to see this same kind of label at like a... Um, a cannabis facility, you would think it'd be weed. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. I'm just no. saying, because of the green leaves, right? The green leaves. But no nope. no THC. Um, you know, so no, no, this no, is... It was no Stevie in this one.
2: There's this
1: is TV. the second week in a row that Brett has mentioned weed. So maybe yeah. you're branching off to a, a, a marijuana connoisseur podcast. Con- yeah. Yeah.
2: Just, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry, this sorry the, boys. The, this is my last one. Yeah, this is the terrible... <laughs> I, uh, I see this as your tropical uh, palm leaves that you you would see. Um, you referenced Cuba earlier. Maybe you'd see these here because this beer does take you away on that tropical vacation unless you're 80 and you're on a cruise. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we check out what some of the other untapped users who have had this have had to say about it?
2: Yeah. So we're looking at the first one is Terra C. And the handle is the real underscore TLC. On January 23rd, said this some tart, fruity, juicy goodness with a side of the United States of Terra, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting uh, because obviously she's watching <laughs> a TV show based off of their name. So, Tara and Terra or Tara and Tara, however you want to go with it. Um, and yep. they gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So, has real anybody actually TLC. ever seen
0: United States of Terra? No, uh, never, it? never. Yeah, it's, it's about a schizophrenic person. Anyway, besides the point, moving on. Uh, <laughs> the next comment comes from uh, Jason C. And his uh, handle is Bucks2020. And he commented on January 16th, look at that color, great aroma, lots of flavor, dangerously smooth, a little green, but it's still a fine brew with a cheers emoji. And just so you know, uh, Jason's untapped profile states that he is a home brewer, along with a both a Pats and Buccaneers fan. I feel as mm-hmm. though he's more like a Tom Brady fan club person.
1: Uh, yeah. Tom right? Of the band,
0: Reagan, baby. <laughs> and I hope that Jason has uh, stumbled out of uh, grain and grit a couple times, like uh, Tom Brady was during his Super Bowl celebration there a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Champions. With Champions, throwing the trophy. Yeah, yeah. when you yep. when you're a seven time champion, you can do whatever you want. Do whatever really. exactly. you
0: want. Yep, and the other thing to note is that he was drinking the beer of a tulip glass, not an IPA glass. So obviously he needs a tulip kind of in kind of terms, terms of his proper glassware.
1: He needs to listen to producer special number two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll send him. We'll send him the link right away. Yeah, uh, yeah. he did rate the beer a four point two five out of five.
1: Nice. Well, I'll, okay. I'll get our rating started. So. I'll be honest, at the beginning of this beer, I was a little higher and it's come down a bit the more I've I've start, I've drank it. So I'm gonna give it a four out of five.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you said that because I was about the same. Um I think I was starting at a four and now I'm at a three point seven five. Interesting. See, mine has actually gone
0: up. So I don't know. Oh, maybe that's just my taste buds. So I was actually starting at a four, and I think Now that I'm getting it more mellow and everything, uh, 4.25 is going to be on my end. And producer Devin coming in hot with a 3.75 rating. So this means that our quick math that uh, Devin's going to do is he's going to give it to Chris for the actual total.
1: Yes, he's going to do it telepathically to me this time. Uh, So overall, it's a 3.9375, which we're going to bump up to a 4.
2: Bump it up. All right, so that concludes that beer. We're going to be back with a second beer from Grand Grit on our way next. And we're back. So the second beer we're having today is a Sour Cherry Stout called Night Owl. Its ABV sits at 6%, and again, unlisted on the IBU. So Interesting. They yes. don't like to give us information on the IBUs. No. Yes, they they don't want us <laughs> to
0: know their bitterness units. Anyway, I, uh, I Night Owl <laughs> Night Owl brings major cherry and dark chocolate vibes with notes of lemon and cinnamon. It's very tart up front, but has a dry finish.
1: Nice. So How dry?
2: How dry? <laughs> we'll I don't know. Out. Yeah, that's the right answer.
1: on untapped there's only 54 check-ins uh but it does have a rating of 3.79 bottle caps out of 5
2: okay so you know what that sound is
1: you look very you know what
2: that sound is let's open her up i'm interested to try this with the uh the sour and the stout and as we we were talking earlier i think all of us have really only had one sour stout
0: um i can't remember what brew it was from i know it's on on top somewhere i just it's a long that takes me a long time to find things so (laughs) i know i probably will be able to find it um but chris you said that you had a, a sour stout before right
1: yeah i have so um before hitting on that i'll just uh mentioned the the glass that we're drinking out of so obviously this one's a little unique as a sour stout so we are drinking this out of a tulip glass today so uh kind of fits the stout and the sour uh, on both ends so make sure to use your proper glassware um but yeah it me and devin actually have had uh, a beer from from forked river which was a sour stout and it was actually really really good so i'm excited about this one Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, what kind I of pour, aromas are you getting first? Sorry. Well, poured I, was say,
2: I, I poured it and I've got a, a good head on her, which is, which is going to be yes. nice for the picture. <laughs> there was so a very a strong ret- head retention for sure. Take, take a look at her Instagram because the picture will show a little bit of head on it. Maybe a, an inch of, of head. Who
0: doesn't like their head, right? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I'm getting a little bit of uh cherry on, mm-hmm. on the nose um, with mm-hmm. a little bit of kind of that, maltiness that you would get from a from a stout as well
0: i'm getting that dark chocolate vibe more than the cherry personally off this up the aroma mm. um i'm i'm thinking the taste will probably have more of the cherry in it versus the dark chocolate yeah. uh tyler are you kind of shaking your head a little bit over there so let me tell
2: tell the yeah, people I tell the people i'm just i'm caught in between like i don't know i don't i don't know if it's just completely balanced maybe but like I'm not, I'm not getting complete chocolate. I'm not getting cherry. I just, it's it really is a balance in between both, right? Like I don't know, maybe it's a left nostril, right nostril thing, uh, <laughs> picking up different receptors. <laughs> but um, that's what I'm, I'm kind of feeling. And then uh, the producer uh, Devin saying that there's kind of like a roasted cherry almost, and, ma- and maybe that's what it is. Yeah, right? mm.
0: I'm interested in that. Yes. So uh, let's see. Should we get into actually drinking? The beer itself not yet. Not oh yet. come. Really?
2: Not yet. So oh, why not? <laughs> when when we were talking about the head retention, is it fizzed up and then it just subsided, right? Yeah, yeah it disappeared it was, it was
1: pretty correct. quickly, actually. It almost it almost yeah,
0: poured it out of the can like it
2: was nitroalized.
0: I know it's not nitrolized, but it almost it poured out of the can like it. it was Is that the word we're using? Nitrolized? Yeah, I think it's, it's
1: a, a let's check the dictionary. Yeah,
0: l- look at look it up in the English dictionary and see if that's
2: a word. Like <laughs> <laughs> nitro infused is what you're saying, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Totally meant, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it was neutralized at all. But I get what you're saying. Is like yes. that head was around for I. And I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I didn't pour it properly. Like I had a couple inches of head on it. I had to let it sit for a second. But it just yeah. again, it, it calmed itself down. And so uh, that's how and that, that might is. be so,
1: like more of the sour influence because sours don't really yep. have that head retention. Yeah, sure. that is you true. know,
2: it's funny you say that because. Uh, again, maybe it's just that balance because it kept the head around a little bit, yeah, and then just fizzled out, which is that sour stout kind of finish. So, um, yeah, interested, uh, interested to see how this will taste. Um, Chris, do you have a, a point you want to kind of make here? Or something, something interested. I don't know if you talked about it or not.
1: Yeah, With so. Respect- it it is kind of interesting because we talk about untapped all the yeah. time and how beers are classified. So the sour stout is actually not a beer classification on untapped, and this beer is actually listed as a just a sour, which wow. is kind of interesting. So we'll we'll see whether it has maybe more of a sour flavor than a stout flavor. But
2: yeah, so so Brett mentioned before about having like maybe we've had one before a sour yeah. stout previously and we can't look that up because that flavor profile isn't in or that beer profile i guess is not in untapped um interested to see as you said if this is more sour than it is stout um based on it being put into the sour category and i feel like i think the way that it works is the brewer um, or the brewery picks kind of how they want that information to be put into untapped most of the time i believe if we go back to go back to our conversation with Imperial uh city which which has uh untapped kind of affiliated with them so I'm interested to see how this one kind of rolls itself out so you guys want to get so, into it
0: fight so I was gonna say before we get into this yep. what do you, what do you think it's gonna taste like more of a sour or more of a stout I'm gonna I'm, be,
1: I'm gonna be on the sour side I'm gonna say sour too see I'm gonna go I'm gonna go stout
2: not just to be a pain but I think it's gonna go I'm gonna go it tastes more like a stout but it it'll feel more like a sour if that makes sense okay I just Oops. the way that it's kind of reacted. I think it's gonna be that, and I, I believe Devin is uh, agreeing with myself. So okay, um, we've two got and a, two. A little little two two, two. and two. two. Okay, a little two for for the boys. <laughs> a little, right, little two for okay. Let's get it ready. Let's get it Okay.
0: Mm.
1: I like this yep. a lot. I like it I'm too, a- and I I think. I think it really, right. it, it, think it's right. really kind of in the line, in, in the you middle. You can say I'm right. You no, no, right. I, I think it <laughs> it, it, it plays you on right. the defense. Yeah, in terms of yeah, sure. sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Fife, Fife is coming over here. Brett, welcome to the Stout Club. Uh, population Devin and Tyler, glad to have you. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna migrate here, Chris. I think it does <laughs> taste more like a Stout than it does a uh, sour. <laughs>
1: the, ar- the, aroma,
0: the aroma is more of a sour, but once you get into the taste, definitely
2: Stout 100%. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to
1: be on an island uh, Yep, and I'm going to say it's still more like a Sour. But it's, it's like sour up front and then kind of transforms almost into a stout.
2: Chris, if you want to be on an island, maybe you should consume some double palms. Um, this here is not double palms. So no. get off your island and pick, pick a camp. But I I do feel – I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Is It tastes like the stout but acts like the sour portion, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not thick. It it goes like a sour, but it does taste like a, a stout with the cherry. It is uh, it is, it is a
0: damn great mixture,
2: hundred percent. They did I a am, good
0: job. I am uh, over the moon on this beer, if you will, in terms so, of talking about nights.
2: If if I cu- if we kind of <laughs> like if we kind of like cut back um, to um, some of our earlier episodes, whether it's the first, second, or third one, I think it was when we were talking the second or third one, but we talked about the training wheels. Right for, for different kind of beers to right. kind of get in into craft beer. This is taking that step further that says, okay, you've had your training wheels, you're now into craft beer. Now you might not be a stout or porter guy and self-proclaimed, I'll go out on a limb and say, Brett and uh, Devin were the same as myself. We were very hard set against stouts and porters um, a while ago. Is that this is kind of like that training wheel beer to move you into that stout and porter category. What do you guys think of that? No, I totally agree.
0: Like, I mean, I was not a stout person maybe until, I would say, mid-2019. That I said, okay, I'll buy one. Okay, I'll buy another one. And all of a sudden, now I find myself going to the LCBOs, buying stouts on the regular or going to breweries and trying a stout off a tap. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just one of those things that stouts almost become like a second or third favorite style, especially when they're not coffee flavored, right? So, for example, like this one that has the the dark chocolate malts but also has some sort of, like, flavor involved with it just brings it over the edge versus, like, just a straight stout, right?
1: Yeah, I I would definitely agree that it's kind of like the training wheels, right, where if if someone's, um, you know, had sours and they're kind of more interested in that, then I think that's a great – this is a great place to start for people if they want to be introduced into stouts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, we're, I think we're spot, spot on there, and yeah. um, I think Devin's chiming in here. Chris, do you uh, do you have Devin's thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so he he definitely agrees with that, um, kind of with the the training wheels uh, portion. So saying that it's a it's a adds a bit of sour to offset the coffee flavor because there is a little bit of coffee flavor in it, especially for right. me coming on the back end because uh, yep. Devin is not a coffee drinker.
0: I am not getting the coffee flavor on the back end. I'm getting the cherry and the sourness, but also getting like the dark chocolate malts. And I'm a big fan of like, you know, chocolate covered cherries and whatnot. So this beer is really hitting it strong for me in terms of all the flavors, but I'm not getting the coffee.
2: So I'll take that opportunity when we pointed out Jeff, my father, his beautiful uh, glasses and the bottle cap, uh, bottle uh, bottle glass kind of glasses. Thanks for putting it out. uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big cherry, chocolate-covered cherry kind of eater as well. And I agree with you, uh, Brett, but I also agree with uh, Devin and Chris a little bit on the aspect that I do get a little bit of the coffee flavor on the back and myself. So, <laughs> so let's in get term- to can-, can design, baby. Yes. Let's go. I
0: was just going to yeah. say that.
2: In terms of the can,
0: uh, it does have an owl on it. I mean, amazing how that happens. Amazing. <laughs> but it almost looks like the owl is a little bit stunned. Like it's stunned that this beer tastes so good. Mm. Just saying.
1: Mm. It's true. Mm. And, <laughs> yes. and you know, we, we talked a little bit at the beginning about Lindsay's kind of uh, graphic design background. Like the can art on these two beers that we've had is really great. 100%. Again,
2: simple and clean. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be complicated, and you see sometimes with like collective arts, very mosaic, very beautiful cans. But the same sort of thing is like you can achieve, achieve simplicity in these, right? And and that brings its own message. So, Brett, hit us with the fo- top five uh, flavor profiles, big guy. I was just gonna
0: say, going back to the cans, simple but attractive, right? That's what we want. Uh, in yep. terms of the top five <laughs> flavor profiles, cherry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sour. <laughs> mm, yeah, subdued yep. but sour. Yep.
1: Co- coffee. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting
2: the coffee. No, for sure. no. Uh, yeah, Dev and I are, are, are like a fifty-fifty. No. Yep.
0: Chocolate. Yes, I'm getting the chocolate vibe for sure.
2: Same thing with the coffee. I think uh, i
0: get that a bit. What about floral? I'm not getting any floral in this whatsoever. I know it says no. on the can that it does have hibiscus, lavender, and chamomile in it, uh, but I'm not getting any of that off, off the beer itself.
2: I'm not. I'm not getting that, and um, I mean, I've had like a black forest kind of cake uh beer before and it's very similar to that right. um, it, it, in, in that kind of flavor this is a little bit as i guess a little bit lesser than the flavors but um or i and i wouldn't say lesser maybe I, that's the wrong way of putting it but it's uh portrayed in a bit different but i don't get the floral um even though even though it was valentine's day just uh, not too long ago so all right well anyway
0: let's let's get our thoughts about uh, some untapped users so
2: uh, tyler i believe you had the first one yeah, so Larissa K, which is L Kroll, K R O E L L, is the handle. Has this to say? We don't have a date on this one actually, which is just embarrassing. Oh. But that's that's okay. <laughs> Dated um, sometime before
0: today, as I said. Yeah,
2: there, there it is. <laughs> uh, perfect way to start off my long distance membership. So this is oh, what we're going. Go. We're going back to. So another one, long distance membership. Best Christmas present. So Larissa likes her uh, their beers. They uh, really pulled it off. The sour component just makes the stout better. 4.25 out of 5. And Larissa, it's a great comment. And I agree with
1: you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to see uh, Larissa's enjoying the, the long-distance membership. So I'll grab the next one, which is from Greg M. Uh, Gregarious766. So on January 25th, commented, No dice with the dice rolling emoji. So Greg rated it only uh, 1.75 out of five. So he, yeah, and Greg seems to be a low rater because he's rated his average rating is only 3.48 out of five.
2: I I'm interested because did Simone D Simone a Duff. Did they have this beer as well when we were doing the research or did you find that out Brett? right? Uh, I believe they did. I did not catch their rating. I was a little distracted. What can I say? No, fair enough. Well, so shout they, out to Gre-
1: they, they were tagged in, in Greg's Yeah, check-in. They
2: were definitely tagged for sure. So, shout out to Greg and <laughs> shout out to Simone D. All right. So out of five <laughs> bottle caps, I'm going to give my rating on that. Um, you know what? I think it's a very balanced uh, beverage. And I'm going to give it a 4.25.
0: Yeah, this boy is going to shock you. All right. Are you
2: guys ready for this? Oh, Uh -oh. he he wants Uh it. Fife Uh wants it, baby. He wants it.
1: Five. Oh, my God. Our first five. (laughs) This beer is
0: absolutely fucking phenomenal. What can I say? Wow. I I, I love this beer. Loves I've had it. I've had a couple of cherry stouts, cherry sires, etc. This is top goddamn notch. Wow! I
2: want All right. more of go. this. Note note to myself in post editing to throw in some kind of bah, 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 or something. We'll get we will get
1: for sure. Please do. All right, l- do. L- let's
2: leave a leave a break.
1: Perfect five. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even know how I can follow that. We we had our first five, so. I'm not as high on it, but I'm going to come in with a four. Um, and producer Devin is giving it a 4.25.
2: Yep. And so we're just doing a little bit of math on this one. Devin's, still, Devin's I a little bit just calculation. Five. Oh, my goodness. So oh we've, man. we've, Yeah, we've had a couple of good beers already this season. This is going to be up there with them. So when we are looking at um, our beer of the year, you're going to find out at the end of this uh, beer season for us. uh, uh, Right now, we are looking at a 4.375 out of five. Yes, sir, is the comment from Devin.
0: I'm going to bat for this beer for sure, 100%. Just going to say.
2: As long as it's not a change up.
0: (laughs) So if we're gonna make you're right. <laughs> uh, so that's all our, for our conversation on Green and Grit Brew crow. Okay, yeah, we we'll talked about it all.
1: We did there it. it. Is so, uh, up next. We're gonna talk about our favorite food to cook, as well as our favorite meal to have out.
0: All right. So now we get to the fun part of the episode, right? Where we get to talk about something different. So Wait inspired a by uh, Whoa. Yeah, what the fun? five wasn't fun a fun part. part. <laughs> okay, yeah, my, my bad. Okay, yeah, the beers are fun. <laughs> all right. Get into this the conversation. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Insp- inspired by uh, Lindsay's daughter. So she gave us a nice cooking tutorial on garlic during our uh, Google meet with, with uh, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I quite enjoy food. So it just makes sense, right? Maybe that's yes. why I'm more so I jumped into the fun part. So let's talk <laughs> about uh, cooking and our favorite foods. So what do you enjoy cooking? And, and do you guys like to cook at all?
1: So I'll, I'll jump in. I do love to cook. I really enjoy cooking. Um, I, I, I like to watch uh, Food Network, kind of their food competitions and everything like that, and then kind of do some of the dishes that they do, try to do that at home. Um, Admirable. So one I like of my, that about you, kid. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't turn out as well, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. So one, <laughs> one of the things that I love to cook now is uh, pad thai which is, yes. Uh, yeah. Me is some so good pad good.
2: Thai. Yeah. So, so the one thing, next time, next time, next time I come over then for dinner, are we yes. having pad thai?
1: Yes. I will make you pad thai. Yes.
2: I don't know, if you know about Chris is, this, but Chris is I was in thai, thai for one. the boys. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I, I went to Asia one time. I don't know if you've
1: heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but never heard that. never heard yeah, yeah. That i'm still awaiting the
2: slideshow on that i've got it prep baby let's cool. go <laughs> um so that's good uh producer devin does not cook uh but does like to help out uh, with meal prep <clears throat> we'll have to fact check this with the cutting the stirring and <laughs> grating but in all fairness i don't cook a whole lot it's not that i can't cook it's just i am what you would call lazy probably, but I do love watching the food network. I do enjoy that. I was a cook at a local diner in, uh, in Stratford when I lived in Stratford growing up. So it's not like I can't cook. It's just, I don't find the I don't find it totally enjoyable, the cooking aspect. And we'll get to something after, but I'll, I'm going to let Brett speak now. Yes.
0: So in terms of cooking, I, I hate cooking. I, hate it <laughs> um, I, I do it when I have to. I'm a very good finger cooker. I'm uh, very good. Whoa! At, uh, what's that? <laughs> a what's a finger, a finger cooker? Oh, oh yeah. So, so it's where you phone or uh, like go on your um, uh, laptop and then you click on a like go to a website and you press a bunch of buttons and then you enter your visa or your debit number and then <laughs> magically right. it appears at your
1: uh, door. <laughs> oh, the old Boston Pizza finger cooking. <laughs> yes. There so yeah, so, so, there
2: so as we continue, this is one thing I love about Brett. I've always loved this about this this kid. Chris, if you have like a dinner that you're getting out of the freezer, you'd call it like a frozen dinner, right? Yes. Right? Brett, what do you call it when you get something from the freezer and you eat it? So it's a fucking meal that you cook? Pardon my no, French. No, you, you call it a heat up. Oh, you yeah, heat always up. call <laughs> them a heat up. I don't <laughs> understand this, but like something goes into the microwave. You don't even know yourself. I know you better. It's true. It's like I've always found it interesting that Brett calls them heat ups. So interesting to note is that, yes, for, firstly,
0: that Tyler does know me probably better than I know myself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but a, a fun fact about uh, cooking in general, and going back to Producer Devin's point in terms of telling is saying that he does not cook. So I remember a, a, a great time when uh, me and Producer Devin, because we've known each other for a while, uh, I would go over to his house, because we both went, lived in London going to college, and I remember going into his fridge for a beer once. I know, know seeing, where this is
2: going, baby. I love this. Yes, colas. Seeing it. about
0: eighteen Tupperware containers. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously he does not cook, so who does he nope. get to cook for him during Mommy. this time? Mommy, yes. mom and dad. I love it. <laughs> and granted, I love it. granted, his mom's cooking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. But eight, like
2: eighteen, heat up, like.
0: Couple ups, See, you know, ups, you <laughs> I told you,
2: baby. Uh, I told you. Anyway. I love that. I love that about you. So when we get back to it, so some of the favorite foods and whatnot that, that Devin does enjoy, uh, whether his mom makes it or not, is spaghettis. Can't go wrong with any kind of burger. Um, so for myself, I think we should, we should actually kind of break this down a little bit, but I'll talk about if I'm going to make some meals – I, I just enjoy barbecuing. I don't have a really great barbecue. I want to get a smoker one day when I get a house, get like a Traeger, um, even like a pizza stove, like a brick pizza stove. Mm-hmm. Love that. But um, my fiance, her dad makes phenomenal meals. I'll give a shout out. Rob, you're fantastic. I love the smoker. Love the smoked meat. Um, the guy knows how to how to handle a barbecue. The guy's got like six barbecues. So hey, he knows what he's doing. I, out
0: there. I I agree with the exact same thing. My, my father in law does yep. absolutely unreal in the smoker in terms of like ribs, chicken, everything nice. else in between. Yep. In terms of what I, I personally enjoy, wood fired pizza. All right. Like you nice. go to, like, yep. so for example, me locally, job site, or going to like Cowbell or Pazzo, anything like that, wood fired right. pizzas, absolutely phenomenal. I will do that all day, every day
1: yeah i i agree barbecue in the summer it's almost every dinner is done on love the barbecue it. at our house um i love cooking italian and mexican food so we've so, got so that's the, what i was
2: gonna just get to i was just gonna say like name like your top three like ethnic foods
1: yeah so, so we'll we will gotta- do like uh so we have a, a a stone uh pizza stone so we'll throw that in the oven or even on the barbecue um yeah. do a do a pizza ourselves. Um, spaghetti like devin mentioned can't go wrong with the spaghetti and then right. tacos like you can't like tacos are just amazing so, that's so, probably my so, favorite food so what is it? Like is
2: it is, is it italian mexican like what do we got give me one, two, three.
1: Oh man i, have I know to go. <laughs> italian food in general is number one for me then yep. mexican and then it's just everything else
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. f- Brett, Brett, do you have, what do you have for your top three? Italian, Chinese, Mexican. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we have uh, for myself, I, I, again, Italian takes it, right? Whether it's pasta or oh, yeah. it's pizza, but Italian, Mexican, and then I'm going to go like that Asian so we'll encompass like the pad thai oh. or like the Chinese, but like um, had some some good pad thai, obviously in, in Asia. Hey, thai um, thai, you, went, you went to Asia? I did. <laughs> yeah, I went to Thailand, and the thing <laughs> is, is when people when people Amazing. say, "Hey, this is this is the get up for me," right? Like, hey, I, I want to have some Thai food. Well, you know what? Every day that I eat is Thai food. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> I remember you doing that Instagram post once. I remember yep. you doing that Instagram post once and my wife literally bawling on the floor laughing because you used Love that it. pun. Damn.
1: Wow. There you go. Also, Let my wife. It. I used her, sorry. Yeah, yeah there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Got it don't in. ever use, don't ever use her. Yeah.
2: So, uh, producer Devin says Fair Italian point. barbecue, uh, southern fried chicken. Uh, not a huge fan of Mexican, though, unlike the rest of us. He, he doesn't like the spiciness, right? He's not a Taco um, Tuesday guy. Very no. Americano, very, like, very... I don't know, burgers, pub food, obviously, would be a huge thing for, for Devin, so, right? so let's
1: touch on the spice a little bit. I love spice. Like, spice I can't get enough of it. Just, I, I love spicy foods. I don't know about you guys. Make spicy it hot make it often. Spicy yes. the better. Oh, but Devin,
2: Devin's on that freaking uh, double palms island that Chris was on earlier. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll allow that to happen, I suppose. But I, I could, I could uh, talk about food all day, let me tell you. We could just have like
0: a 45-minute conversation about food. Oh yeah, but I feel we shouldn't.
1: All right, probably not.
2: That's fine. So Especially we... not
1: on a beer podcast. <laughs> no, not at all.
2: <laughs> so let's uh, let's wrap it up then, and then we'll uh, say our goodbye. So we'll be right back with Brett saying adios, amigos.
0: Well, as Tyler said earlier, adios, amigos. That's all for today's episode.
1: Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and the alternating Thursdays for a producer special.
0: Make sure to tell your friends, family, (laughs) and your favorite chef, cook, wife, grandma, etc.
1: Nice. So from all of us and producer Devin, I'm Chris.
2: I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.